everyone, and welcome to Theme Park Shuffle. I'm so happy, as always, to be here with my good friends Logan and David. Guys, uh, thank you for, I guess, joining me and joining our brand new podcast, the Theme Park Shuffle. So we were promoted from promoted from guest to co-host. Woo! That's official. <laughs> So this is it. this is officially kind of uh, the very first episode of Theme Park Shuffle, even though we have done some previous episodes, uh, three of them that you can go back and listen to on the Main Street Magic feed. And you can go back and listen to uh, what if Logan and David created a WrestleMania or wrestling theme park, uh, as well as our Magic Kingdom bars, parts one and two. And uh, we we heard from the listeners that this was something they were really excited about. Um, they love the ideas that are coming from Logan, David, and sometimes myself. And so we were tasked this time with doing a part three. Now, if you go back and listen to those episodes, you're going to hear that we were each assigned a different land within Magic Kingdom. But for this episode... We were now uh, tasked with taking one of the lands that we had not already participated in, and we let the listeners vote on what we would design next. And so that's what we're going to get into for this uh, technically very first episode of the Theme Park Shuffle. So these lands are decided by the people, created by us. And if you're interested in hearing about who won the Storybook Circus Contest, where we had our listeners submit ideas for a Storybook Circus Bar, we're going to go ahead and, you know, just tease you and wait till the very end to announce the winners. And I think you'll be very excited that we've got more than one. So the ideas that flowed in were so unbelievable. We couldn't just pick one winner. So we each kind of picked a winner based on certain criteria and themes, and we'll share that at the end. So in tonight, we're going to jump into uh, Logan designing his own bar in Fantasyland. I'm going to do one for Adventureland. And then David is uh, taking on the very tough task of Main Street, USA. So I think we kind of just get right into it, unless you guys have anything to add. And we can kick it off with Logan, who, uh, unbeknownst to me, had never got a chance to go first. So I apologize for that. (laughs) Here we go. Batting first. I'm excited. So... Tonight, for the Fantasyland concept, I wanted to create something with a unique re-theme of Cinderella's Royal Table. Now, I know that'll never happen because Cinderella's Royal Table is is one of the biggest highlights of the park when it comes to dining experiences. But just listen to my pitch. And I hope you feel the same way I do which is this would be freaking awesome. So the new name of my bar is Cinderella's Glass Slipper. So this whole bar is all about fantasy. The name of the land is Fantasy Land. So it's all about becoming somebody else in the same way that when Cinderella got her glass slipper, she became somebody else. She became her true embodiment of herself. So when you are booking for the glass slipper, not only are you using the app to book the restaurant, but you are also booking the hero or villain you wish to be during your time within the glass slipper. So upon arrival, 
everyone is assigned a special augmented reality headset. And so they are then taken to their tables and the tables are essentially arranged like the best way to describe it is if you've ever been to a Japanese restaurant where you've walked into your own private booth with a sunken table and you've got this room all to yourself and they even have the sliding door to enclose it. So it's essentially this very modular space. So every table within this restaurant is allowed for complete virtual immersion. So when guests put on their augmented reality headset, the booth is virtually transformed into an environment straight from a Disney movie. And the people at their table now look like the hero or villain they picked upon booking their reservation. So not only do you have it to where you now, when you're looking through your AR headset, are seeing everybody at your table in the forms they wish to be, in their fantasy forms, but the AR headset also has built-in AirPods that will change the voice of the people in the room to match the character and allow for environmental sound effects. So let's say uh, some examples, if you choose the dining room at Beast Castle, then the digital environment would occasionally come to life and put on a show with singing and dancing silverware. When dishes and drinks are brought into the environment, they actually come to life through projection mapping and through this augmented reality headset. So here you are, in this space with everybody you know, but you're seeing them as other people. The AR headset is not only capable of projecting and showing essentially another person, but it's also able to read the real people's expressions and digitally have the virtual character representing that. So as the, as the real person is talking to you, the virtual digital person you're seeing is also talking to you with the same mannerisms and everything. But they look like Maui from Moana sitting right next to Cruella, sitting right next to Hades, sitting right next to uh, one of the dogs from 101 Dalmatians. Like it's, it's sort of endless opportunities here. So prince, princesses, villains, everybody in the Disney universe. This is a true fantasy land. Now, you've got this space. You choose your environment. You've got interactions happening at all times. So what are they going to serve here? The signature drink, it's got to be the glass slipper. Of course, that's mm -hmm. the name of the place. Mm -hmm. So you go to the glass slipper, you got to order a glass slipper. So the glass slipper is a Parisian rose cocktail served in a glass bottle shaped like a high heel shoe. So this is a, a pink cherry flavored martini, if you're wondering what a, a rose cocktail is. So that's the signature drink. Now, all they serve here is drinks and dessert. No meals. This is just all about the experience and drinks and desserts. So 
anybody who's got a sweet tooth is going to love this place. That's me. So it's, it's designed <laughs> for me. <laughs> so the signature dessert is the storybook castle. So it is a French strawberry cake that magically transforms into a collection of Disney castles through the use of the AR headset. So they bring in this real cake. It's a uh, fraisier. Uh, I, I don't pronounce French, but I think that's how it's pronounced. Fraisier cake. They set it down and through your AR headsets, all of these different Disney castles transform and build up from that base of the cake. And then they change. It's an entire show experience just from one cake. And that's before you even eat it. So the same thing with some of the different drinks. And it's all about really just this experience of complete and total immersion in a virtual environment that is completely controlled and contrived within this box. So that is the glass slipper. What do you think? So, so like, I mean, first episode, like I'm, I'm, is this it? This is probably it. That's probably the best <laughs> idea we've ever had. Like, is this, why, what, what do we do now, David? I don't why even want to present my first. Idea. Why did he go first? That's just, I felt bad. Like, I haven't gone never, first I yet. Felt bad. Just, he never gone first. Turn. We both knew better. You didn't go first because of that. And that's now, exactly why. <laughs> now I'm closing with Main Street. No one's even, no one's <laughs> at Main Street because they're at your castle. That we'll, we'll, we'll tell you every... what, as, as, <sighs> a, as a little tease, as a little tease, at the end of the show, after both of you have gone ahead and, and done your pitches as well, and we've done all the announcements of the Storybook Castle, uh, sorry, Storybook Circus, I will then reveal my original concept okay all right that's okay i actually like that idea which is a a more adult concept okay. disney <laughs> after dark so so <laughs> oh so to so to make it better not only did i do the best one ever but i did an extra one everybody <laughs> <laughs> no no no. it's it's a variation of this version yeah this is yeah, well that's just, the that's the david around. concept just stick around and yeah. you'll hear um, Dear God. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a um, yeah, I've got a couple couple thoughts. I do think that's a direction that uh, is such a different direction to tackle Cinderella's castle and royal table, which I love. You know, I I think that I know for me going through these and the hardest part um, is is not going with what is easy and what's simple. It's you know tackling uh, certain areas of of these lands is very simple, and it doesn't mean they're not going to be great. But I think you again, you know, when most people go left, you went right, and that's incredible to me. Um, I will if I need. Will somebody hold my hand as I make it my way to my table with augmented reality? Because I'm afraid that headset. <laughs> well, you, I'm going to be running into stuff. That's my only The nice fear. part about augmented reality, guys, <laughs> is is that you still can see through them. Yeah, it's not it's technically not virtual, VR. correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's like as if you're wearing glasses that you can see through, but there's there's projections on the glasses that overlay on what you're actually seeing. So that's that was one of those things because I was like, you know, uh, I would go full on VR, but the problem is if I want to drink a drink or I want to eat mm -hmm. food, yeah, not being able to see where the straw is or where the food is is just weird. So yes. I'm going with AR so I can still see the food I'm putting in my mouth. I like that and idea. The, 
the thing about this is it is you want to talk about um, retention of customers. I mean, yes. it is literally an endless loop over. of what you can do. Exactly. I mean, I'm going to go one time and I'm going to be like, oh, I'll be Genie from Aladdin. And then my mind's going to be blown so hard that I have to go instantly back and be something else. And the the library of stuff to choose from is I, I don't think I'm speaking and, out of turn when I say it's endless. You can yeah, you could go an infinite amount of times yeah. and do something different. Yeah. And the best part is the classic Disney, they can roll it out. They don't have sure. to do every character and every background and everything all at once. So you can actually have it to where you start with only two, three environments and you start with, let's say, just the primary original sort of Disney characters of the early years. And then the next year you roll out a few more or or you do holiday releases. Yep. You I was going to say the seasonal aspect yes, of this. You can have Jack and Sally oh. only during the Boo Bash or Mickey's not so, you know, not so scary. Uh, same thing with Christmas time. You can even have it to where you, if you want to be Santa Claus, you can be, you know, there's, there's so much that can be done with this. And yeah. again, it's virtual, so it can be changed just like that with yeah. all the real time capabilities with the Unreal Engine and stuff. This is something that can be, updated constantly yeah constantly and same with I the mean, yeah the, i mean the marketing around the release of new movies absolutely is, absurd. is insane to to think about that um think about this uh, oh i mean i know you know contractually it's it's iffy because i heard the podcast you two did you can be a marvel superhero it's yes, disney exactly yeah yeah i mean who doesn't yeah. want to go sit down and be Tony Stark at a fancier. I mean, you could do it's my literally name, endless. It's I know my name's endless. Logan. I want to be Wolverine. Come on. <laughs> Ridiculous. Why did why did he go first? <laughs> uh, uh, Sorry, guys. Man. Jeremy, I, uh, you're gonna need to cut this episode. I, well, uh, I was gonna cut it right now. Let's just announce the winners of the, <laughs> the end of the contest, and I'm going to bed. I think um this was fun, because, everybody. Uh, <laughs> It, it, the, the the funny thing is is that um my idea does take uh slight elements from this um in the sense of story i think and and this was a really hard one for me to go into um adventureland because i really wanted frontierland i had an idea for that and i was excited about it and then the listeners voted for adventureland and I was like, thanks a lot, guys. And I literally, I, I was going to, I was so close to phoning it in. I was taking some notes and I swear I wake up every morning about 3 a.m. And I, I think I toss and turn for an hour or two. And then I kind of nod off for a little bit till we get up around seven. And all of a sudden at 3 a.m. I was just like, that's it. I know what I want to do. And so I want to go nostalgic, um, which I know has a huge, huge following. And I'm going to bring to uh, Magic Kingdom a newly thought out Adventurers Club. Um, nice. So, but it's going to be Albert Falls, Dr. Albert Falls Adventurer Club. Uh, as I looked back and I, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos today and did more research on the original Adventurers Club that was located, located in Pleasure Island, uh, which was formerly downtown Disney, is now Disney Springs in the landing. I, literally, you could pick that up exactly what it was and plop that anywhere I think on the planet and be a success like that was 
bonkers. That blew my mind to watch what they had created with the Adventurers Club back then. And I see why it has such a, a cult following. But I didn't want to just copy that um, as easy as that would have been. So I was trying to create somewhat of a slightly new story. So what we're going to do is uh, forget David's uh, Tiki Bar and, and, and Pirate's Cove because we're leveling Swiss Family Treehouse and we're building an all-new structure on that spot right there next to Jungle Cruise. And um, I see it being a, a smaller area, like a true kind of bar, maybe maybe more along the lines of an Ogus Cantina in size, maybe not as small as Trader Sam's over at Polly, but something that feels very unique and it feels very close and it feels secluded and like you, you know, if you're in there, you're special. And so it's going to include artifacts, photos from Dr. Falls travels all over the world, uh, as well as some throwbacks to the Society of Explorers, uh, which is located all throughout um, Disney properties uh, across the entire world. And we can even give some nods to Meriwether Adam Pleasure, who was the creator of Pleasure Island. And if you have not seen the history and the backstory of Pleasure Island, uh, go out on YouTube, Defunct Land does some amazing videos on it along with others. You can go ahead and go to Wikipedia. Unbelievable. So during the day, this is going to be an all ages bar that anybody can go into. And it's going to have, um, you know, you're going to need reservations probably. So I'm kind of going the Ogas route with this where there's going to be potentially like a 45 minute limit or max of two drinks uh, because it's going to be new. It's going to be popular. It's going to be small. But there's not going to be any kitchen food during the day. It's going to be stuff like uh, beef jerky, turkey jerky. There's going to be trail mixes, um, popcorns with different flavors from like Africa and India, maybe Thai or Brazil, like different areas from Dr. Falls Travels. The drinks during the day, and then these are going to move over basically into the evening that I'm going to go into. Uh, beers and wines from various nations all over the world. Uh, sangrias, you're going to have handcrafted cocktails with souvenir ceramic glasses, kind of steal a little bit from Trader Sam's, you know, make this something that people really get excited about. And you hear there's this limited edition new, you know, kind of tiki ish mug, um, or, or, you know, whatever there may be that they're going to come for. Now where this place gets interesting is after 5 PM, I'm going to go the Logan route with his haunted mansion bar. And this is going to be adult only. And it's going to be reservation only. And I don't want to call it a dinner show because it is still going to have that feel of a small kind of bar. But there's going to be a show involved. So you'll make reservations for a certain time and they'll probably be, you know, on the hour. Every hour will fit in your time schedule until the park closes starting at 5 p.m. But what's going to make this really unique is that you're going to check in at the front of Jungle Cruise, where before you start your journey into the bar in the show, you are going to ride Jungle Cruise, but you're going to be led by Skipper Dr. False, who's going to actually take you through the Jungle Cruise and give you his own version and story of him visiting all these different, you know, countries and, and continents and areas of the world uh, at the end. Surprise to you, he's going to invite you to his new club, 
where you're going to have a chance to dine on tapas, have drinks, and see a show, which is going to be the retelling of his discovery of the eighth wonder of the world, the backside of water, of course. So that's going to include uh, live actors. That is going to include uh, maybe some animatronics, uh, some involvement, things like that. Because as you check in, uh, obviously, Disney's going to have your information, be it through your regular check-in process or your magic band with the, the technology that that uses. And they, as you were kind of talking about, Logan, are going to assign your group of backstory and names. Nice. So you're each going to get a backstory as adventurers that just went on this jungle cruise with Dr. Falls. You're now coming to his club. Um, and much like when you first board a Disney cruise and they announce every family as they come in, we're going to give a throwback to the original adventurers club. And that is going to be presented uh, by the puppet uh, Colonel Critchlow Sunchbench, uh, who originally greeted guests in the adventurers club. So he's going to actually greet each of you. He'll be controlled by an improv actor. Uh, this puppet will, that's going to introduce your family or whoever in your backstory, right? So you're going to have um, the same drink menu during the day, but in addition, you're going to get a couple extra drinks, including the falls martini, which will be made with vodka, blue caracal, uh, pog juice, which of course is a favorite amongst Disney guests. And I feel like it have, should have like a floating, uh, candy made monocle in the top because I assume <laughs> Dr. Falls had a monocle, right? Like I'm a big mustache monocle is what I'm thinking. So it's going to include that um, as well as you can get the original Kungaloosh, which was the uh, greeting in the original adventurers club, which kind of meant hello. It meant goodbye. It meant um, anything basically. So that includes uh, vodka, Malibu rum, uh, Midori, pineapple juice, and a splash of cranberry juice. So those are two additional cocktails that you can have. When we get down to food, we're going to go ahead and go through a journey of tapas that you can order, uh, kind of a la carte, based on all of the regions that you originally vig visited back when you were on the Jungle Cruise boat. So we're going to start in the British outpost, which will be like a scotch egg. We're going to move through Brazil and the Amazon River, which will be Alcatra, which is a beef sirloin cooked in a clay pot. But let's make that clay pot shaped like a Jungle Cruise boat just for fun. <laughs> Maybe you keep it. I don't know. Maybe you can pay extra for that. Um, in Africa, where the Congo and those Western lowland uh, gorillas are, you're going to get Piri Piri Shrimp, which they actually do a wonderful version over Couscous at Food and Wine Festival. Uh, as you go through the Nile River, which empties into the Mediterranean Sea, you can get falafel. So that's a vegan dish you can try. Um, as we go through the Mekong River in Thailand, you can get chicken saute with a peanut dipping sauce. Or, as you see the elephants in India, you can get the naan and all the sauces that are already available over at Sanaa at Animal Kingdom Lodge because I'm just not going to mess with a really, really good thing. And while you're doing this, you have a stage show going on as they reenact his discovery of the backside of water. Um, the reason I'm making this adult-driven is that the original Adventurers Club was located in Pleasure Island, which was very adult-driven. Uh, there was a lot of improv. There was a lot of innuendo. Um, there was some extra things that maybe you don't want your kids around. 
So that was kind of my thought of you doing this. And then at the end of the show, uh, everybody's kind of gathered up and you're exited out and you've got your uh, little souvenir card that includes your story and your family, um, probably some keepsake pictures, things like that with all the staff and cast members and the people that are putting on the show. So um, I knew I wanted to include Jungle Cruise, but I was trying to stay away from just saying, you know, let's put a bar at Skipper Canteen. And so I just kind of took a dive into seeing what's going on Uh, for anybody that's listening. That is huge uh, adventurers club fans. And I know there's like a cult following out there. Uh, I apologize for any uh, thing I did not represent, but I really wanted to try and start a different story outside of that. But man, I would, I would take the original adventurers club in a heartbeat if I could. I'll be I'll be full on honest. I don't know anything about the original Adventurers Club or Dude. or what what you're talking about. Wait till um, you see it. I, I'm I'm going to go down a rabbit hole yes. and look into that. Yes. But what I do know is what you have just proposed sounds like something that I am very much looking forward to trying. I mean, it you know it it sounds like a you know, it sounds like you're getting your show, your food, your drink. I think you checked all the boxes. It sounds like a blast to me. Well, thank you. Yeah, and I think, David, the the reason why we never checked out Adventurers Club is because it was always advertised as, like, some kind of improv theater mm-hmm. show yeah. okay. when we were at Pleasure Island and just wanted to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, it was, it was, so, it was so off from watching – so I, I went back and and I was just after the time that Pleasure Island was really the big thing when I went to Disney. Uh, well, we're all pretty much the same age. And um, when I went in 97, I was not 18. And I believe Pleasure Island was 18 and up um, to actually get in. And they had I think Adventurers Club was or something like a couple years after. But it was so. So Pleasure Island, I mean. It was New Year's Eve every night. That was their big thing. People actually filtered out from all the six different clubs. They had a dance club. They had a comedy club. Uh, they had oh, a, we know. A, yeah, the country club, <laughs> all that stuff. Eight tracks. Eight tracks. But did y'all? So, oh, eight tracks was came coming after. So did y'all go out and filter into the street every night and do the no. New Year's Eve fireworks, or you were just too busy in eight tracks? We stayed. I don't, I don't, I don't think music. they did New Year's Eve fireworks when we were there. Okay. Uh-huh. That no, may have been after I, it started to change. If anything, it was just like the, hey, everybody get out, last call. <laughs> and if you're still on the streets, we're kicking you out. <laughs> and, and to be honest with you, with our Pleasure Island trips, it is entirely possible I did go to the Adventurers Club <laughs> and just have no memory of it whatsoever. <laughs> there, were, there, there were quite a few uh, blackout periods from our trips to uh, Pleasure Island. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Oh, you got, yeah, you got to look at it. Look it up. Look up defunct land uh, is a really good one. And adventurous club. I just, I'll be honest, looking at adventurous club and of course it all sparked from, from Joe Rody and parties that he used to have with some of these Imagineers. And they created this. When you see adventurous club, David, you will be like, that's an idea. Logan would have come up with during our bar (laughs) series, like down to every little detail in room and in theming and everything, it's such a Logan idea. Like seriously, well, now I have that's to a big compliment to you. <laughs> yeah. Are you familiar with it, Logan? It. Thank you, are thank you? you. Hey, Logan, are you familiar with it? No, because it was it was one of those areas we never went into again. Like when we, <laughs> when we went to Pleasure Island, we went with very 
very specific objectives. Number one, get drunk. Number two, dance. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was it. it. That's it. That's that was it. it. So I mean, yeah. you know, for us, eight tracks, beach club, and then um, mannequin, mannequins, yeah. mannequins. You know, uh, that was that was kind of it. You know, yeah. that those were our our three main areas. Uh, some of the other bars that were kind of like sleepy. We we would go inside and we'd be like, nah, we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> so Atrax was always the best though. Atrax at Pleasure Island was the jam. That place was yeah, that was the best. Every time we went, it was packed. Everybody was having a great time, and it was such a diverse crowd. I mean, That's you had right. every age group represented at Eight Tracks. We totally went on a, a weird tangent here, but yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. To get it. back to your bar, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it. no i i definitely want to check yours out man i'm like and I, i'm interested in those uh those drinks and food too now the uh the, the skipper sort of boat uh sirloin now i'm fascinated so i went and that was one of the things is i mean I, i'd like to consider myself knowledgeable of food of different regions but i went and i was like all right let's really look at what is like their kind of go-to food and then of course me just not knowing anything about anything geography wise i was like where is the nile river <laughs> let me make sure i match it up correctly with the country or continent that it's in so i had to go ahead and pick some of those but um, it's not yeah. in new mexico <laughs> no no you know surprisingly it's not and it goes I'd on say, Jeremy, one, for niles one thing niles. you've one thing you've produced over all of your uh, bar pitches that you've made is a a story element and like a, a like a must see show or story or something that's really going to suck you into it um, and be much more than just a drinking experience, especially with like you said your knowledge of food and you've been like just nailing the food to the story so Thank well yeah. and uh and I think I think this one might be your best of of doing that I'm a I'm a big fan. I like it. Well, thank you. What, well, what's crazy is I really took a lot for this one off of, uh, and this was just our, our, our previous Main Street Magic episode um, where we went to Strongwater Tavern at Sapphire Falls, which is a collection of Caribbean um, areas from each of the different kind of like uh, cities or countries. And it spans everything from the Bahamas to Jamaica to the U.S. Virgin Islands. And it takes so their menu is actually broken up in tapas and there's two or three from each of these different nations or regions. And it's so cool because you can go there and for 10 to 14 bucks or something, you can get a little tapas from each of the regions. And we tried every single region on that menu. And so that was kind of like when I started thinking about this, I was like. That sounds so cool. I mean, that's why people love the festivals, you know, is is that you can go and you can try from all these different regions. And a lot of them you may maybe never will. You know, a lot of people might not say, well, I want to try a, a falafel. But if I'm here and it's a small dish, then it's something that I think attracts people more to try it as, a, as opposed to going to, uh, you know, a restaurant and getting a giant dish of something that you're not sure about. And you want to adventure and you want to go out of your comfort zone. And then it turns out you don't like it. Well, there's a big difference between if you wasted 10 bucks and you wasted 20 bucks, you know. And so that was kind of my thought process was let's give people a taste of all the areas, uh, much like a food and wine festival, pretty much. And I mean, that seems pretty successful. So they must be doing something right. They pretty much do it year round now, man. We were just down oh, there. Yeah. At, uh, we were just down there at Flower and Garden uh, 
what, two weeks ago, last yeah. week, something like that. And I didn't realize how food and wine it was. Yeah. We, you're right. I was so full when we left. <laughs> they stepped them up. And that thing ends on July 5th, and they start food and wine on July 15th. So there now we have go. a 10-day mark. So we're almost at 365 days, which I am cool with. And also, <laughs> yeah, I mean, make a note for us to design uh, food festivals in the future. Yeah, Because that would just oh, get dear. me going. <laughs> All right. Well, we're up to Marking David, it. man. David is, is, is batting clean up here. Let's do it, man. Main Street yeah, USA well, is not an easy task, dude. Let me start by apologizing to everybody who listened to those first two and now have to just fizzle to a crawl with me. Oh, that's um, awesome. <laughs> so, you know, in my, my past presentations, I bought you a bar with two bars. I brought you a bar with six bars. And um, I really started looking at Main Street USA and, and everything that's there and where I could put it and what I could do. And I figured the best way to do a Main Street USA bar is to not have a Main Street USA bar. And let me explain to you what I'm thinking. All of the locations on Main Street are pretty taken and pretty iconic. So my bar starts at Main Street USA. And the way it does that is that my bar is called the Main Street Electrical Pedal Pub. Uh, so what I have is that's awesome I have, already. I have a pedal pub that is lit with LED smart lights, like the former Main Street Electrical Parade. Mm. This pedal pub holds eight people, and in the middle is a bartender slash uh, tour guide. And what my pedal pub does is it starts at the car garage on Main Street USA. And it is a behind-the-scenes pedal pub tour of Disney World. So you get to tour things like behind the scenes of Main Street, the costuming areas. Of course, the Utilidors, the famous underground Disney city. The whole time, you're pedaling a Main Street electrical parade LED-lit pedal pub. There's the music playing that would have been on the Main Street Electrical Parade. Your bartender slash tour guide is giving you behind-the-scenes information while you're pedaling around Disney World in an hour-long pedal pub tour. Your narrator is also your bartender. And what I did on this one is I leaned really hard into something Logan and I love to do is we love craft beer flights. We love to taste each different kind of craft beer in a flight style tasting. So what I'm doing with this is we've kind of flirted with this idea and the other, and the other stuff that we've done, but I'm going hard with Disney brewing their own craft beers. This is only a craft beer pedal pub. Things like Ariel's Amber Ale, Scar's Darkland Stout, Buzz Lightyear's Infinity IPA. These are going to be custom brewed by Disney brewers. And at each stop on this pedal pub, you're going to get to sample in a flight size glass. One of these original Disney drinks, not only will you be able to do that, but if you're familiar with craft beer, there's an app called untapped. If you check these in, you get a special Disney badge. You get a special notification that you have achieved all of the Disney brews that they make. Also, there'll be seasonal beers. There'll be 
some form of pumpkin beer in Halloween. There'll be a spiced beer for Christmas time. There's nothing fancy about mine. There's no AR. There's no anything like that. It is literally a behind the scenes lit up pedal pub tour that starts at Main Street USA, shows you stuff you don't normally get to see. You get to drink some custom Disney brewed craft beers and you finish right back at Main Street USA. It is an hour long tour. There are only four of them every single night starting at 6 p.m. And there's only eight seats for each one. I'm not interested in everybody coming to do them. I want it to be a hot ticket that people talk about. And it can be marketed with a t-shirt that I did the pedal pub. I did the electrical pedal pub. It brings back the nostalgia of the Main Street Electrical Parade. It allows you that experience of learning things about Disney that you never knew. And it all begins and ends at Main Street. It is my Main Street Electrical Pedal Pub. Look, I, 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 I got you now, man. I've known you for a while. And I'm figuring out you're like the, the kid that's picked last in kickball for some reason nobody wants and then you come up and kick a home run like you you're like oh my idea stinks i didn't even start it until you know we sat down here and i think that's a absolute literally kickball home run um that's the first ticketed event that's been created for these and i think that's genius honestly you know um when we look at things like boo bash you know, coming as a replacement for Mickey's Not So Scary. And we're, you know, you look at things like the dessert parties, whenever they get to come back, all these extra ticketed events. Uh, this is basically Keys to the Kingdom on pedals with beer. And Keys to the yep. Kingdom was awesome. But if I get to pedal while drinking beer at the same do I, do I have to pedal? Or somebody yeah, got to pedal? pedal? I got to pedal? You put, you Nobody else. Like, I, what if I just, like, kind of pull my feet up a little bit? Are the other seven people going to take care of it? Or is it. They're, They're gonna probably know. not going to be happy I'm, with I'm you. Being lazy. All right. They'll um, know, but I mean, I guess you could be a loser I, if you I, like. I lo- so, who are, <laughs> so who are the five other people that we're inviting for this when this happens? Uh, because this is seriously, that's a great idea. I think it's awesome. That's such yeah, a unique you, you, and, and different idea. And, and, you know, you're always our out of the box guy. Like my beyond, legal middle name. You know what I mean? So I, I appreciate that. That's That's awesome, dude. Yeah, you had me at Pedal Pub. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all ever done one of those somewhere? No. Yeah. No. I've no, but it. every time I go to Nashville now and I'm down there in Broad, Lower Broad, it is just, yeah. That, that's all you see is just Pedal Pubs, uh, just some kind of, of crazy drinking tour happening. That's up amazing. and down the, the drag all time so yeah, yeah and this i love this whole backstage magic you know keys to the kingdom kind of experience because it does give it that sort of eliteness um that that makes it so unique and the fact that it's like it'd be one thing if it just went through main street usa and you had to deal with all the crowd and all the people and trying to like make room as you're coming through and then going around the circle and then coming right back. But the fact that this is all behind the scenes that, that ups it, that, that takes it to the next level of an experience that I love. Yeah. I'll be honest. I was, I was struggling to come up with an idea for, for main street USA. I was, I was thinking about doing something because I know they have like a, um, like an art of Disney, like where you can buy framed artwork. And I was yep. like, maybe like a drink and draw kind of thing or something. 
but my wife was talking about they were about to go do a tuk tuk, and I was like, "What's a tuk tuk?" And then she told me what it is. I'm like, "Oh, wait a second." And then uh, are you, you going to share I, with me what that is? Because I have no idea what that it's is. a pedal. Play. It's, it's oh, it exactly is. Okay, what I told okay. you. It's basically oh, like a pedal pump. Okay, but um, but then I was like, man, if you lit it like the Main Street USA oh. stuff or like the electrical parade, and then I yeah I. I'm not going to tell you I got this. I finished it at like six o'clock tonight, but <laughs> you killed it. It wasn't. I, love yeah, it. I, figured, I figured it was completely opposite of what all of our bars have been. Yeah. You well, know, the turnaround in the crowds what, and this and the. I was about to say, so, what's, ex- what's exciting is that each one of these episodes, we keep challenging ourselves to do what we didn't do before. Dude, that's what's so that's what hard. I'm really excited about all of like the this whole series is we now have nine ideas that are totally different. I, I was I, I've been so nervous all day because, again, I didn't have an idea and I, I was I was oddly not looking forward to it. I mean, I literally spent like uh, an hour or two today watching YouTube videos just to pick up small, like maybe little notions or little things that I could think, you know what, that might be something cool to incorporate. But that's what I love is that we're challenging each other and we're, you know, this isn't about um, whose idea is the best or, or, or anything. It's, Logan's. Uh, it, it, well, Logan's usually, but it's, yeah, no, but it is, but, it, but, <laughs> but it's such a cool good. thing. Well, and I love that we keep going like beyond in certain things and, and, what I think was important is I know like last time, you know, the last episode with, with number two, like a lot of times we'd go very, um, you know, let's talk about interactive elements or let's talk about souvenirs or let's talk about this and that, but we don't feel a nature to do that every time. And so I think we're creating exactly what we want within each, you know, bar or, and of course the future of all these ideas we have, um, that there's going to be some really cool elements and I can say, and I hope that our listeners will be the same way, potentially. Um, obviously, you two guys have, have big imaginations. I have a big imagination. As each of you describes your bar, I'm picturing it in my head. And it's just so cool to like think of it. And you know, we know that these are things that may never happen, but elements could happen. You know, I think it's so cool to think that, you know, what if one day even small elements of this end up in a Disney park or, you know, a Universal Park when we get to things like that. Um, but just the idea of that and having that imagination and, you know, the thought of being an Imagineer just in your own mind to me is really cool. I mean, I don't have any, other than just my brain of saying it would be cool if you did this. I got no other qualifications. Uh, whereas I know yeah. somebody like Logan does and David with your art and, and you're a very talented man, um, oh, you know, you. but it is so funny. I just think it's so cool to come up with these thoughts and ideas. And I like the thought of people that are listening as we start to bring this up, they're thinking in their head, the same thing. Like one of my favorite things is uh, not to go too far off on a tangent. Um, I love watching Food Network competitions like Chopped, uh, Guys Grocery Games, Cutthroat Kitchen, because the whole time that they're being challenged, in my mind, I'm thinking, what would I do? This is how I would handle that situation. This is how I would handle that challenge. And sometimes I just like, nope, I'd be out. I'd lose. So I turn my (laughs) brain off and I enjoy what they're doing. 
but sometimes it's really cool to follow along and come up with your own thoughts. So, um, yeah, Jeremy's you guys, like, I don't know what I'm, what I'm going to do with this goat ball. I got <laughs> this goat ball. That's a, that is a wonderful, uh, throwback to, uh, main street magic episode. Um, <laughs> well, well, I know now what everyone, I do apparently, well, but <laughs> yeah, well, well, speaking of everyone thinking about what they would do and listening to us talk, let's stop talking about our ideas and let's talk about the winners of this contest because I have to tell you, um, my, my day job is a lot of downtime. Uh, it's either a lot of downtime or it's not a lot of downtime. And a perk has been reading all of our listeners submissions and looking at full on PowerPoint presentations, <laughs> um, looking at photographs of actual cooked food and, and, you know, drinks that people made the, the listeners on this contest were, I wish everybody could be recognized for the work that they put in. I want to come to all of your houses and have drinks with you. Yeah. Um, when a, when a shave headed guy with really dark Brown eyes knocks on your door, it's me. Um, <laughs> and I, I hope we can have a drink and enjoy our time together. But um, yeah, just big, big, big kudos to the people that turned in stuff phenomenal every last one of them yeah i i was absolutely blown away and this was kind of an idea we all had of hey that'd be cool maybe we'll get a submission or two and, and we got many and every last one was so detailed and so thought out that i agree with you david i i you know the whole reason it's taken this long to announce the winner is because we were struggling so hard to pick one because I agree. I want to give everybody something. Um, and if I can figure out a way to, I certainly will or would. Uh, but what we decided to do, you know, originally there's going to be one overall winner winner that would win a, a free t-shirt um, from the main street magic uh, merchandise shop. And you can pick whatever you want. Uh, we decided to go ahead and pick three different categories and each of us pick, you know, a winner uh, in our kind of our favorite category and each of you will get uh, whatever shirt you want from the merchandise shop. Uh, you can go ahead and email me at magic at mainstmagic.com. Uh, give me all your info when we announce your name, and I will make sure you get hooked up. Um, if you want to see, because I don't, we decided not to read everything in their entirety because these ideas were so good, we could go on for another hour talking about them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the emails and presentations and ideas and I'll put them together in a format like a PDF or a slideshow or something and we'll put them into the Main Street Magic community on Facebook. Uh, so go out and join there if you want to see it. But uh, let's get into the winners. Um, I'll go ahead and, and just start first because that's the way I had it on my list. So I'm going actually, you know what? No, because I have overall winner. Let's start with uh, Logan, who picked the most creative concept. And, and just so we're clear, too, we all voted and yeah. these decisions, these three decisions, the problem was we were we were all split. So yeah. we it was all over the board. It was 100%. all over the board. But the, the the three winners that we're about to announce are winners that we all agreed on within these categories. Yes. yes. And so four most creative concept. The winner is the pink elephant bar by brian oakley clapper i'm gonna clap david way to go story. brian <laughs> good job brian wonderful yeah. concepts all right so good fun. stuff david you're up next 
Um, I got the best adult themed bar. And uh, this one was, I think, pretty unanimous across the board because oh, yeah. the because legitimately we all just want to go to this bar very, <laughs> very badly. Uh, if it was, if it existed, I would go as soon as we are done with this podcast. Um, <laughs> the best adult bar landslide was Mr. Stork's end of the line. And that is by Stephanie and Taylor Pitts. Phenomenal job. The drinks, the food, the atmosphere, the whole nine top to bottom. My, it, it was actually my favorite out of, out of the whole entire thing i'm a big fan good job oh, guys yeah. yeah good job we'll do another little clap yeah i can probably add in some extra sound effects to make it sound better but um <laughs> and then i'm gonna pick uh which was the overall winner which again we all had a collective uh crossover talking about all these and that is going to be the high flying fizzy factory by clayton keaton uh again just absolute phenomenal and I will I, 100% I'll say there are no losers in this concert uh, test because I, I was blown away. I mean, I feel like y'all should get together and have a podcast on designing bars because these were all so good. And we really appreciate you guys putting to, together, you know, your time, your effort, uh, joining us in this kind of journey. Um, we have a lot of cool things coming, I think. I'm so, so excited about this new podcast and to get to spend time you know, with you guys uh, more often. Certainly been a long time. Uh, this is the most time we spent together since David's bachelor party. And how long ago was that now? <laughs> I've been married almost 10 years. 10 years. So mm -hmm. this has been pretty cool. And eventually we'll have, uh, we'll have some Disney trips we can do some episodes from. So that'll be fun. I tell you what, I don't, I don't know if the listeners have realized what they've unleashed by asking all of us to constantly get together and <laughs> run our mouths about all things creative and alcohol fueled but here we go yeah you yeah you guys really have no clue what you're in for so the the title theme park shuffle is so accurate because there is no telling what's coming next and that's the beauty of it so it's going to be so random so off the wall but always related to theme parks so really excited that you guys are, are joining us and in for quite a treat 